Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Prosperity Millennial, where we take a look at success stories from true millennials who have taken their success and their dreams and made them reality. We're going to walk through what they've done, their tips, their techniques, and really look at how we can make those applicable into our own lives. We'll talk about making action plans to really transcend what a true millennial is thought about and how you too can take your success into your own hands. Let's work together. Let's really go after success. And if you're ready, sit back, relax, and let's talk about Prosperity Millennial. This podcast is intended for educational purposes only. It is expressly our opinions and are based on our best judgment, but no warranty is given. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. Financial advice should be taken as an opinion and for educational purposes. We make no warranties or guarantees. Please enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Prosperity Millennial. In today's episode, we will dive into the concepts of prosperity and how to live a prosperous and abundant life. We'll explore strategies and principles that lead to success, and we'll talk about the biblical definition of prosperity and discuss real-life examples of people who have achieved it and who continue to lead it. We'll also talk about the challenges we face in living a prosperous life and how to overcome them. So if you're ready, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and uh, let's dive in. So looking at the biblical definition of prosperity. Prosperity in the context of the Bible goes beyond financial success and material wealth. It encompasses well-being, health, happiness, and harmonious relationships with others. The Bible teaches us that true prosperity is the result of living a life that aligns with God's plan and purpose He has for you. This involves having to seek wisdom, having faith, and cultivating a generous spirit while maintaining a connection with the divine or God. Some key verses that um, highlight these ideas are Proverbs 3, 13 through 18, which read, Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. She is a tree of life to those who hold her. Those who fast will be blessed. And 3 John 1 and 2, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things, be in health just as your soul prospers. So when you see some of those biblical definitions of prosperity, they can sometimes seem vague. But, you know, when you look at prosperity as a whole, there's a lot to it. You know, as it as you kind of really think about it, prosperity doesn't does just doesn't encompass material or financial wealth. You know, when you first think about prosperity, you think about a bank account with millions of dollars in it. But that's not exactly what it's talking about. Prosperity crosses all the spectrums, just as we discussed. You know, 
talking about your health, talking about, you know, more than just financial wealth. Your health and happiness are included in that. So that's one of the things that was really enlightening to me because, you know, you think about it, everybody goes straight to money. And that's that's not all of what we're going to talk about. So um, it's exciting. So we've talked about this individual before in previous episodes, but examples of true prosperity, I go right back to Oprah Winfrey. Um, Oprah is a prime example of someone who's achieved prosperity. She rose from difficult childhood to become one of the most influential influential media moguls. Her journey to prosperity began with a strong belief in her potential, her hard work, and perseverance. She's also a woman of faith, and as a philanthropist, she has given back to society in a many number of ways, including her own charitable foundation, the Oprah Winfrey Leadership Academy for Girls in South Africa. You know, as as someone who has reached prosperity, she continues to grow. It doesn't mean she stops, but in her life she has, you know, in previous episodes we talked about success habits. She practiced those things in order to create prosperity. She's done the things that's taken to get to where she's been, you know, and um, with that, you know, that's why this is all encompassing of, you know, more than just prosperity and the wealth aspect. While that's important, it's not everything. I want to talk about another example of true prosperity, and the next person is Tony Robbins. And if you don't know Tony Robbins, he's a renowned motivational speaker, life coach, and has achieved prosperity through his dedication to helping others transform their own lives. He is a person that's having faced adversity in his own life. Tony developed strategies for personal growth and success, and those things is what he shares in many of his books, seminars, and coaching programs. He has consistently demonstrated a commitment to philanthropy, donating millions of dollars to those in need. And with that, you know, like I said, it's it's having encompassed all of those things. He's not just looking at financial wealth. He really deep dived into all aspects of his life. So when we think about achieving prosperity and abundance, you know, this podcast is called Prosperity Millennial. You know, we have to cross um, challenges and how do we overcome them? Well, when I looked at talking about the challenges, a lot of them stem back to even when we try to build success and having success mindset, you know, actually some of these directly are some of the challenges we face in some of those same things. So they will cross, but what I what I did for, for this episode specifically is I deep dived in and found, you know, why do we have these challenges? What, what's the root cause? So first challenge is limiting beliefs. And when we overcome limiting beliefs, it involves recognizing and confronting them head on, replacing that negative self-talk with positive affirmations, focus on personal growth, and surround yourself with supportive, like-minded individuals. Now, when you think about 
limiting beliefs, you know, I ask myself, what, what happens that causes you to have limiting beliefs? And thinking about that, limiting beliefs are often formed as a result of negative experiences or messages that we receive from others. So people telling us that we can't, we can't, we can't. And these experiences and messages can be rooted in our childhood and create societal norms or personal experiences that cause us to have that. And, you know, some of that comes from potentially childhood experiences and our beliefs and attitudes are shaped by our upbringing. Childhood experience can have a significant impact on our self-perception of the overall worldview. For instance, if you were constantly criticized or belittled as a child, you may develop a belief that you're not good enough or even capable of achieving success. So then you go on to social and cultural conditioning, which can cause you to have a limiting belief. And our societal, cultural environments can shape our own beliefs and what is possible. For example, if you grew up in a community where there is a prevailing belief that success is only for the ultra-rich, you will internalize that belief and ultimately limit your own potential. And then that can cause you to never have reached the success that you may have been destined for or the success you may have thought you could have achieved. Next, we look at personal experiences. Negative experiences such as rejection, failure, trauma, all of those things can lead to limiting beliefs. For instance, if you experience traumatic event, you may develop a belief that the world is a dangerous place and never want to come out of your room and become fearful and anxious. You know, you you have seen something or been a part of something that causes you to to face a traumatic experience that can ultimately make you never want to come out of your room, be in the sun, be outside. I mean, you know, you you ultimately think the world is a scary place, so that that can be very limiting in that regard. The next challenge is fear of failure. To conquer this fear, learn to see failure as a stepping stone to success. Embrace your setbacks. This creates opportunities for growth and develops a resilient mindset. So then when I think about fear of failure, I ask almost the same question that I asked when I talked about limiting beliefs, and it's the why. Why do we develop a fear of failure? And it's a common natural human emotion, a fear of failure. It's common. And it can arise from a variety of sources. And some of the reasons that we develop is through, again, those past experiences. Personal experiences of failure or rejection can contribute to that fear. If we've experienced failure in the past, we may worry that we may fail again. But oftentimes we got to remember or look through a different lens that the fear of failure isn't a fear of failure. It's, it's an opportunity for growth. Next, when you have a fear of failure, it could be stemmed from an unrealistic expectation. Setting unrealistic expectations for ourselves can also lead to fear of failure. If we set unrealistic goals or have unreasonable expectations for ourselves, 
we may feel overwhelmed and anxious about the possibility of not meeting those expectations. Another way of developing a fear of failure is social pressure. Social pressure comes from family, friends, and peers who can contribute to that fear. If we feel that others are judging us based on our own performance, we may worry about failing to meet their expectations. You know, if you feel like somebody is watching you and thinking or judging you based on where you are, you may fear not meeting what they want for you or what they, you know, it's almost like trying to win their approval. Next is perfectionism. This can cause fear of failure. Perfectionism is a personality trait characterized by a desire for flawlessness and setting such high standards for oneself. While having high standards can be a positive thing, when taking to the absolute extreme, it can lead to the fear of failure and reluctant to take risks because you don't want to step outside of the comfort zone because you're so good at what you already do. You don't want to go outside of that and try to achieve something more. Because if I try to go beyond that, well, I'm, I'm afraid I might fail. Next is a lack of self-confidence. Lack of self-confidence or low self-esteem can also contribute to a fear of failure. If we don't believe in our own abilities or value as a person, we may feel that we're not capable of succeeding and fear failing as a result. You know, if your your feel of fear of failure is stemmed from a lack of self-confidence, it takes time to grow that self-esteem. It takes time of positive affirmation over and over and over again to really get back your confidence and grow your ability to trust yourself again. The last challenge I want to talk about is a lack of self-discipline. Developing a strong worth ethic and setting realistic achievable goals break them down into tasks into smaller manageable steps and create a daily routine this will help you with that lack of discipline and support your overall objectives now when we talk about lack of discipline in the same regard as the other two challenges that we were overcoming i wanted to know what causes people to develop a lack of discipline Because in order to understand the challenge, we got to unpack the why. So there are many factors that can contribute to a a lack of self-discipline. And first is a lack of motivation. When people lack a clear sense of purpose, it can be difficult to be disciplined and focused because there's no clear goal. There's no reason to work towards anything. It can be easy to procrastinate and just give in to all the distractions. You know, that's that's far too easy. You know, when you're when you're not disciplined, it's easy to just eh, oh well. And then you get into the hamster wheel of not doing anything. Next is inconsistent habits or routines. Now in the last um in an episode or two ago, we talked about success habits and building success habits. Well, you know, a lack of discipline can come from not having habits. Developing discipline requires consistent effort 
if people do not establish habits or routines, it can be difficult to build in self-discipline necessary to stick to a task or a goal. You know, if you don't have any habits that you've created that helps you stay motivated, that helps you stay on tasks, that helps you continue to move forward, you're, you're going to be caught in a very meh life, you know, not getting anywhere, you know, kind of kind of throwing stuff at a wall and hoping it sticks. Difficulty with delayed gratification. This is a reason for a lack of discipline. Discipline often requires delaying immediate rewards for long-term benefits. If people struggle with delayed gratification, they may find it difficult to stay disciplined. You know, when you go to university and you're in college, and you know you all you want to see is the end, but you realize you got a four years to get that bachelor's degree. It's a lot of discipline, you know. And if you don't have it and you're not consistent, you'll never get there. And then add on many more years if you're going for med school or whatever. Man, talk about true discipline. It takes time to get the results. You know, instant gratification is something that is kind of infectious in society now. Where people think that, you know, they want to be the next YouTube star and they, you know, think that a million subscribers just falls out of the sky. It's not true. Many of the most famous YouTubers out there now have spent years getting millions of subscribers. It's not an overnight thing. Next to self-discipline is overwhelm and burnout. If people try to do too much all at once, they become overwhelmed and feel like they cannot keep up with all of their commitments. This can lead to burnout and lack of motivation and discipline. You know, you got to to be organized and understand the ultimate goals. If you try to do all the things, you'll do nothing well. And if you try to do nothing, you'll do nothing well. So that's a balance. You got to do something, but you can only do so much of something. So that's what, you know, true discipline is, is knowing your goals and sticking to them. Next is lack of accountability. Without external accountability, such as a coach, mentor, or accountability partner, people struggle to stay disciplined. When there's no one holding them accountable, it can be easy to give in to distractions or procrastinations, you know. It's important to recognize that developing discipline is a process that takes time. And you have to set the clear goals. You know, and you you need to have a mentor. You need to have an accountability partner. You need to have that person that's like, whoa, wait, you said you wanted to achieve X. Why are you doing A, B, and C when X is over there? You know, and that person becomes your oh, wait, yeah, you're right. Why am I doing this? You know, and keeping you accountable and mm-hmm. keeping you on task and keeping you moving forward. So um, next I want to I wanna talk about, you know, some of these challenges that we face. You know, they are just that. They're challenges and they can be overcame. And that's why I wanted to deep dive into, you know, the importance to understanding these challenges. Because in order to get past a challenge, you got to understand the why behind it. 
And we can talk about what we can do to overcome them, but understanding them and realizing that they're applicable into multiple areas, you know, just like we talked in a previous episode with um, building success habits, you know, it applies here as well. Building a prosperity, building a prosperous lifestyle. Wow, that word was hard. Building a prosperous lifestyle comes with the same challenges, you know, because success and building success habits and prosperity and all of that works together, right? So you want to build a success habit and you want to have prosperity in your life. Well, success habits are part of building prosperity. Like it's all a stepping stone. You know, it's all building blocks. They all go together. They all fit together. So that's why I found it so interesting and so applicable to talk about this as well because you know the very the very title or the very thing about prosperity millennial is is that prosperity and what the heck does prosperity mean what what are we talking about you know and that's you know as a person of faith you know i have to you know take the biblical definition of prosperity and realize it crosses all of that but that's that's understood you know, but there's there's so much more to life than just material wealth. And that's what I wanted to kind of share with you all today was, you know, understanding what prosperity means and what those challenges really look like. So it's uh, it's important. It's important to understand all of that. So as we come to the end of another great episode of Prosperity Millennial, I just want to reflect on what we've talked about today. Our conversations, we really uncovered um, what it's like to live a prosperous and abundant life. And I hope that it gave you some insight and you feel inspired and empowered to, you know, make those changes, build those success habits. And if you if you want to take a listen to that episode as well, it, it really dives into what what it takes to build a success habit. And I think it'll be you know, very enlightening to you as well. Um, we have a unique opportunity to create a life that is rich in every sense of the word. I mean, and I'm talking, you know, more than material wealth as we talked about. We possess the tools, the knowledge, and passion to redefine success on our own terms and to make a lasting impact on the world around us. So as you all continue to embrace this opportunity, take the bold steps to achieve the life that you've envisioned. Remember that prosperity and abundance are more than just material wealth. They encompass our relationships, our health, our mental well-being, and the connection that we have to the world around us. To truly live a prosperous and abundant life, we must strive to nurture all aspects of ourselves for a true harmonious balance. As you continue to move forward, be guided by your inner compass and allow lessons you have learned and we have shared on this podcast to be a roadmap. Embrace the growth mindset, surround yourself with supportive and like-minded individuals, and never lose sight of your purpose. Know that setbacks are merely just opportunities for growth, and with every challenge comes a chance to learn and evolve. And just like that, we've talked about those things in previous episodes about learning, taking the challenge, 
and understanding that challenge is just a growth opportunity. So as we close this episode of the podcast, let us remember that the journey doesn't end here. It is merely the beginning of a lifetime of exploration, growth, self-discovery, and together we can break the boundaries and defy the expectations we create the world around us where prosperity and abundance are within reach for everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on this incredible episode. And until next time, stay inspired, stay focused, and stay prosperous. Thanks again. Prosperity Millennial, out.